Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Bird. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, October 24th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? Um, all right, I got to admit something, man. Like when it comes to my kids' toys, I am obsessed with them not losing any of the pieces in any of that shit. It drives me fucking nuts when, you know, I see a puzzle and there's a piece missing or those those little blocks like the pyramids. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, where are the other fucking pieces? That thing over there is supposed to have three balls. It only has one inside the little house. Where the fuck is that? That thing over there had marbles with it. Where the fuck are those? It drives me up the fucking wall. I don't know why, and it's just something that I've realized that I just have to let go of. Okay, the kids get the stuff, they drag it into other rooms, and then when people go to put it away, you know, they're exhausted, so they just fucking throw it in the nearest bin. Um, But every, like, three months, I come down to the playroom and I empty out all the bins, uh, like, like that detective that won't fucking quit on a cold case, and I fucking put everything back where it should be. And there's this one puzzle that has, it's of an ice cream and the cherry is somehow missing and it, and it just, it fucking, it ruins my day every time I look at it. I don't know why I should fucking let it go like I just did with like 200,000 pounds of fucking clothes that I've gotten over the years. Um, Jesus Christ, you would think I was moving a fucking dead body out of my house, the amount of garbage bags. So I got some shit that I'm selling and then I found this place where I can donate it because I didn't want to just, you know, bring it over to goodwill where I just feel like the people over there, people are just dumping their shit off onto them where they feel like, oh yeah, good. I didn't throw it out. They make goodwill do it, you know? So um, anyway, yeah. And the reason why I use that garbage bag, taking a body out of the house is, you know, it's kind of no secret. It's almost like a hack premise at this point that women like to watch murder shows before they go to bed and true crime and all of that. Uh, laugh. she watched one the other night that was, they're all disturbing, but this one was just extra disturbing. And what killed me was she ends up falling asleep to it. Like somebody's reading her like a fucking bedtime story. And I am awake watching this shit. It was this murder that happened in Ohio. This guy was like six foot four. Everybody loves him. Great guy. Amazing father. Incredible relationship with his son. And I'm watching this thing. He starts dating this jealous woman. You know where this is going, right? So what happens when you date somebody jealous? What ends up happening? They smother you. And at one point, you got to fucking leave. So they think he broke up with her. And uh, here's one that I learned. All right. If you break up with somebody jealous, if you're not moving, change your locks. So this woman had a key and went in there. And when the guy was sleeping, she came in and she shot him in the head. All right. And then she cut up his body and dumped it off on the Highway 75 in three different areas. Complete fucking lunatic. And watching the family, they're heartbroken. The guy's mother was was getting treated for cancer. She was so upset she stopped getting treated for cancer. She basically killed her too. And the one feeling of satisfaction you can possibly get is that they're going to arrest this psycho. They're going to charge her and then she's going to rot in jail for the rest of her life. That didn't happen. She somehow made bail or whatever they did. No, they did not even bail. They didn't have enough to hold her when they first brought her in, but she knew that it was a matter of time. And she fucking took off and they can't fucking find her. And they've been calling her family and they're just like, nope, haven't seen her. And they just clearly think that they're helping her. And she's just out there. And then they're just like, and that's where we are right now. Good night. (laughs) Have a nice night. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I'm actually going to like try and follow that case 
you know, I, I just don't, I, I, I don't, I guess I understand. The good thing about that one is they put her face out there and everything. So maybe she'll be caught. I guess that that was like the good one. But I just don't understand like why, you know, you're watching those things. It's like, that's your entertainment for the evening. The worst fucking thing that could possibly happen to another family. And you're just sitting there eating popcorn. Remember, I used to do a joke about that when like that Michael Jackson shit came out. And someone's like, did you see a Michael Jackson documentary? And I was like, no, I didn't. They go, oh, you got to see it. <laughs> it's like, dude, my entertainment for the evening is not going to be uh, alleged pedophilia testimony. You know, I'm going to watch Dumb and Dumber, right? I want to get away from the problems of the world. Uh, speaking of problems... I got to tip my cap to Major League Baseball, the way that they handled the, 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 the cheating scandal of the Houston Astros, taking a nod from the NBA on how when it's truly like a, a, the highest level of cheating, um, how they just put like a gag order on everybody and everybody just shuts up about it. And like, if you watch the Astros against the Yankees, you would never, if you were like an astronaut or you were fucking Tom Hanks out at sea with the soccer ball, you would never know. You would have no fucking idea that these people fixed a fucking World Series. And that's the one thing that I, I kind of hit me. The whole time I'm watching it as a Patriots fan, who still has to listen to shit about the flake gate and spy gate? I'm I'm like, what? Or and these other people have to listen to shit about a guy who had like a cork bat or some shit. Why does this shit immediately go away? Where this thing was like, you know, not like a one game thing. This was like a season long thing, and they won a championship. Literally, a team that should have won the World Series didn't. Because the Astros were cheating every fucking home game. Giving themselves an advantage that they won the World Series. Now, why would I still be hearing about Deflategate, even by ESPN and all of that shit? Right? Why would ESPN continue a story saying we filmed the fucking Rams when we didn't? And then when they found out it was a fucking lie, why would they retract that statement at two in the fucking month? Because they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They're just about the fucking money, okay? And when it's just ticky-tack, you know, he said, she said, horse shit, they're allowed to talk about it. Everybody talks about it. Everybody jokes about it. But when it's actual real cheating, like Tim Donahue fixing NBA games, like the Sacramento Kings getting fucked out of a championship, like the Lakers having that banner up in their fucking arena that shouldn't be there. Everybody shuts the fuck up because when there's cheating going on at that level, it fucks with the entire integrity of the game. The entire integrity of the game. Now you're fucking with everybody's money. The other 29 teams are going to look the other way because if the entire league looks like it's, it's not on the up and up, everybody's going to lose. So all the teams shut the fuck up. All the players shut the fuck up. The coaches, the owners, the entire league shuts the fuck up. And then furthermore, the sports writers, the news networks, they all shut the fuck up. The broadcasters, everybody shuts the fuck up. Just shut up. Don't talk about it. You know, just let it go away. Like what the fucking Houston Astros did is on the same level of the Chicago Black Sox. In my whole lifetime, they were known as the Black Sox. They never called them the White Sox. So my whole time growing up, I thought that they were some defunct MLB team, you know, that went under because they cheated or maybe during the Depression or World War II, they got combined with another team and never brought them back or they moved. It wasn't until I was in my 40s or something, I finally found out that they were the fucking White Sox. So that's my shit. Right there. Okay? I can now let go of all this crap when people say the Patriots are cheaters. It's just like, oh, I get it. I get it. This is just ticky-tack horse shit. That's why you're still talking about it. That's why the media still talks about it. 
and all of that shit. I get it because it was bullshit. A cork bat, Gaylord Perry with mayonnaise on his fucking T-shirt, his jersey, whatever. That's all fucking ah, ha, ha, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But when you really fucking cheat, it's amazing. When you really fucking cheat, everybody shuts the fuck up. They go Epstein Island on it. They fucking, they fucking nail one, one guy, two people. They fucking whack them. And then everybody else that was involved gets to fucking skate. Everybody that went to Epstein Island, what about that, right? That's a great question. What about all of those fucking people, right? How come they don't bring them up? It's too big. It's too big. It fucks with the integrity of the game. The Houston Astros are the Epstein Island <laughs> of Major League Baseball. That's it. They even, even the owner of the team got to act like he didn't know what was going on. I was joking with a buddy of mine. Like, that's your fucking team. They're cutting a fucking, you know, they got a camera out in center field. You don't see them cutting a fucking hole in the goddamn wall out there. That would be like you coming home to your own house and and not realizing that somebody remodeled one of your bathrooms. Um, I don't know. So that's the deal, man. That's And that's why I actually rooted for the first time in my life. I rooted for the fucking New York Yankees in that series. Because at no point were they saying that the Houston Astros need to show the world, the world, meaning just baseball fans in the United States, but we'll call it the world. They need to show that they can win a championship without cheating so severely that everybody in the league, when they find out about it, can only talk about it for two weeks before everybody has to shut the fuck up. Um, you know what's funny? When the Astros got busted, I actually laughed and I looked at it like, well, you know, the Red Sox and Yankees were fielding these $200 million roided up free agent teams. That wasn't exactly fair either, right? But, you know, the steroid scandal happened, all those guys got busted and blah, 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 and they still carry that shit. Like all of those guys, like you never see Mark McGuire anymore. Sammy Sosa's trying to become a white guy. I mean, the, the whole fucking, you know, all of those fucking p- people carry that now. You know, and people can't get in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds can't get in. Clemens can't get in. They Because that's just like individual shit. But when it's actually at like a team level. And it affects the championship. It's amazing. They just, everybody's like, well, that's going to fuck with the integrity of the game, the integrity of the league, and the real thing, it's going to fuck with all of our money. So then it just goes away. So congratulations to the Houston Astros, you cheating pieces of shit. Not only did you cheat your way to a fucking World Series title, not only do they count it, it's going to be forgotten because nobody's going to talk about it. And this is the deal. Sports fans, for the most part, are just like anybody else, where all they're going to do is talk about what's being said on TV. So all they, so these fucking assholes know if we don't talk about it, they'll stop talking about it and they'll forget about it. And they'll, they, we won't have to risk them being like, I'm not fucking watching that game because it's fixed. Um, yeah, so which brings me to the Philadelphia Phillies, everybody. Your Philadelphia Phillies looking to win their first title in, I want to say, 14 years. Um, oh, God, why can't I remember that? Bryce Harper. Bryce fucking Harper just took that series over. You know what's weird about that guy? He went from a team that played red and white uniforms to a team that plays red and white uniforms. And I kind of forget that, uh, you know, he was traded in a way. And I know that all the Nationals fans, when they won the World Series, were all fucking yelling at Bryce Harper. Yeah, fuck you, man. See, you were the problem. And I was thinking to myself, was he really the problem? Like, are you just mad that he left and you're happy that you went on and won something without him? Because that fucking guy just took over that series. So now, I, uh, so now I'm rooting for the Phillies. I mean, like, I don't want the Astros... To win again. Not like I give a fuck about the Astros, but I just it just bugs me that they're, they're not getting the shit that they fucking deserve. That it, it's it was just like, okay, you know, let me fucking 
Altuve. What did the guy have? Like two hits the whole fucking series? Guy's fucking anemic at the plate. That is wide open to be like, gee, when you don't know what pitch is coming, all of a sudden your batting average goes down by fucking 300 points, right? Can't say that. Can't fucking say that. <laughs> so it is funny, though. I did get like, um, you know, that, that Philly show I had all those years ago. I mean, it's coming up on 20 years ago. That stupid show that I had when I went off on the crowd because they were going off on me. And to this day, anytime a Philadelphia team does something, I still get a couple of tweets. It's amazing. It's amazing. You would think that Jim Ursay said something about that show. <laughs> like somebody tweeted at me saying, was just basically suggesting that I would be upset that the Philadelphia Phillies could win a World Series. And I kind of laughed. I was going to write the guy back, and I was just like, nah. I don't want to do that because the truth is actually more hurtful. (laughs) Which is, I've never given a shit about Philadelphia teams. Not in like a bad way. It's just, they're not in our conference. Like, the Philadelphia Phillies have been around since the 1880s. The Red Sox, I don't know what our deal is. We became the Red Sox in the early 1900s. We were something else in the 1800s. The Phillies and the Red Sox have never played a, a game that mattered in 140 years. There's, there's nothing there. Who else do they got? They got the Eagles, who we played in a Super Bowl and lost to. But the year before that, we won the Super Bowl. And the year after that, we won the Super Bowl. So that's like the Aaron Boone factor. Like when Yankee fans would bring up Aaron Boone Like it was going to hurt. It was like, dude, it didn't have time to take root. Like those giant losses took root because that that was that time when we just didn't, we didn't win for like, we went from like what, like 03 or 04 to like 24. It was like a 10-year period. So those things had time to take root. Where like, you know, if you won the Super Bowl and then you lost the Super Bowl and you won the Super Bowl, you don't give a fuck. Or like Aaron Boone hits that home run. Dude, that was fucking devastating for 11 months. And then we were down 03, came back, won it, and won the whole fucking thing. And then it just like disappeared. Bucky Dent, Bill Buckner, that shit didn't marinate. That just soaked into the fucking floorboards. I mean, that that hung around for fucking 30 years or whatever. So, um, and then who else they got? The Flyers. I actually always liked the Flyers when I was growing up because I liked that they, you know, you know, Ron Hextall running out of the fucking, skating out of the, the, the goal. I never hated any of those people. You know, the only team I ever hated was the Sixers in the early 80s because they were in competition with the Celtics. So, I hate to break it to you, Philly fans. I, I don't give a fuck. I actually now love the early 80s, 76ers, the same way I now love the Showtime Lakers that I hated. Now I look back, I'm like, man, those fucking guys were amazing. Um, And that was great basketball. So for the record, these are the teams that I hate. All right? In hockey, I hate the Montreal Canadiens. In basketball, I hate the Los Angeles Lakers. In baseball, I hate the New York Yankees. In football, I don't hate anybody. For the longest time, it was the Colts. For a minute, it was... The Seahawks. Um, And for a second, I started to hate the Chiefs. And uh, yeah, and that's kind of it. I used to hate the Colts when, you know, it was Ursay and Peyton Manning. I hated that, all that bullshit. I used to hate the Dolphins. I don't fucking hate anybody right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we won a bunch of titles. We're rebuilding. I'm happy for the Bills. I really enjoyed that game last night with the Dolphins and the Steelers, two up-and-coming teams. I loved how they they gave the nod to the 72 Dolphins and had the old logo in the end zone. I mean, that was right out of NFL films. I will have to say, though, you know, it's getting a little annoying with the Dolphins with that undefeated season still talking about that. Because now it's like 
All right. So when they went undefeated, 17-0 and was the benchmark, right? Then the Patriots go 18-0, and but there's still one more game, and they lose to the Giants. So they go 18-1. and So the Dolphins still hold on to it. So I'm like, all right, you know, the Dolphins did go into the next season, and I know that they won like five or six games, continued on this streak, so, but they weren't playoff games, so you can't really count those. But I was like, all right, you know, okay, I guess I can live with that. But now there's like, there's 17 regular season games. So you basically, you have to duplicate what the Dolphins did and then go to the playoffs. Playoffs? And try to win three games. So now you have to go 20-0 and 0 to say you're better than a 17-0 and 0 team. Like, like at what point is it kind of like, all right. This is like one of those, like, you know, in 19-fucking-whatever, Hank Greenberg had 190 RBIs. No one has ever done it since. Evidently, Hank Greenberg is one of the, is the greatest offensive baseball player of all time. No one has ever come. Barry Bonds cannot touch this man. Um, I know what you're thinking. Well, Bill, you're talking about cheating. What about Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds, as I've always said, is, was a victim of the steroid era because he was the best guy and then a bunch of people cheated and all of a sudden the president was calling them, congratulating them. So then he said, oh yeah, well, here's me on steroids. Here's 73 home runs. And then everybody's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> There's another one that was stupid. It was the Lance Armstrong. Everybody in that entire fucking race was drugging and got caught. And all the cunts that run the race were making all this money as Lance kept winning the race. And then when they finally, they froze his fucking piss or whatever. And then years later had the test that they needed to figure out that he was doping. They were all like, what the fuck? This isn't what this sport's about. And yada, 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 yada. But they all kept their money, all the money that they made off of them. And then I believe... Uh, the Department of Justice tried to take Lance Armstrong's money, I believe. But they didn't try to take it, I guess because those other guys were from France. I don't know. It's all bullshit. All I know is that the Astros cheated in baseball on a level that has not been seen since the 1919 Chicago White Sox. And it was not, and that was like fucking four or five years ago and it was not brought up once. And I think it's fucking bullshit. Okay, now here's the other side. I don't even know how many people are left from that fucking team that did that shit, the amount, the way the teams turn over and all this. But this, if they win it, this should be considered their first World Series. Right? Am I crazy? You know what sucks in all of this is I love Dusty Baker. Um, Whatever. There you go. There's my little fucking sports rant. So, you know. When it comes to like pumping crowd noise in <clears throat> where the Indianapolis Colts are the best in the business at doing that, like all of that shit, they will look the other way unless you win a title and then they'll give you shit about it. And if, they, if the media, if the media is giving you shit about it, <clears throat> then it's sort of ticky tack shit. However, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, <clears throat> fucking dry throat here. Sorry, I had to go fucking hack one up there. Um, anyway, yeah. If you're still, if your team got caught cheating and people are still giving you shit about it, it's ticky tack shit. All right. But if your team got caught cheating and everybody shuts up about it immediately, there's a quick, swift investigation. There's a couple, two, three people. That's the bad guy. That's the bad guy. That's the bad guy. And that's it. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And even the media shuts the fuck up. That means that you cheated on a Chicago White Sox, Houston Astro fucking level (laughs) that is that's just my takeaway and i'm not saying i'm right i might be wrong and you guys can take all this with a grain of salt you can be like oh he's just a patriots fan and yada 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 all i know all i'm saying is this is that the astros should be getting at least 15 years of shit over this one if the math is the same with what i've been experiencing as a patriots fan this should be going on for a long, long fucking time. It isn't just some horse shit that some fucking drug-addicted owner fucking made up 
But I don't know. What, what are you going to do? Anyway, so good luck to both teams. If the Astros win, I will be happy for, uh, for Dusty Baker. But um, I will always bring up them. I will always say that they only have one, one championship. <laughs> and if the Phillies win, you know, that's great too. You know, um, it'd be good. The Bryce Harper story would be great. Where then he could be like, fuck you to uh, the Nationals. Because he put that team on his back in uh, the NLCS. So we shall see. Um, Anyway, plowing ahead here. Uh, Oh, I got to play you guys something that I just, you know, for the longest time, like, you know, I've always liked the band Journey, right? But I never, for whatever reason, I just never bought any of their shit in the 80s because I was just like, I was into metal, man. And, you know, Journey had keyboards, and even though I secretly like them, I can't have that cassette tape in my collection. Um, <laughs> so I downloaded that, that album, 1988, 1981, sorry, the Escape album. And dude, I got to tell you, Steve Perry is like, I don't know, like one of, the, one of the most underrated, unbelievable, like everybody knows he has an unbelievable voice, but like this fucking guy, I got the album because, you know, I'm a Steve Smith fan, the drummer, and I just want, you know, he's got all these drum parts for these, great drum parts for these songs that are actually really like, you know, not just straight ahead. They really got all these little nuances to them and everything. And they're still hit songs, which I think is like a really high level of musicianship that you can actually have a hit song, a pop song, and still have musicians listening going, oh, what the fuck was that? Oh, that's cool. Um, so I was like, well, you know, there's, there's all these other tracks that Steve Smith played on and I never even listened to them. Let me, uh, let me listen to some of these, uh, you know, deep cuts of journey. So here's a song I'm listening to. It's called Lay It Down. It's the seventh track. So it's on the backside of the album back in the day off their escape album. And Steve Perry does this fucking run, right? You got to hear this shit. Coming out, the great Neil Sean playing his solo. Let me get to it. All right. It's just, listen to this. All right, here it comes. What the fuck? That's track seven. Some throwaway shit to fill out the album. Do you fucking hear that? <clears throat> it's funny. I can't even talk today for whatever reason. Oh, my God. I've opened and get... My daughter's sick right now. She's been coughing all night. I think I'm starting to get it. Oh, Jesus. I'm getting sick here. Um, anyway, fucking Steve Perry. I was listening to that, you know, because I've been going back to the gym finally trying to drop all this weight I put on during COVID and, and uh, directing this movie. And uh, I just been on the elliptical and, um, you know, so I just put on that Journey album. I'm listening to it. And, you know, by this seventh song, you know, I'm just sort of in the zone and I'm not listening. And all of a sudden, he, Steve Perry does that run. And I was just like, the fuck was that? <laughs> And I rewound it, and the second time I listened to it, all the hair on my arms stood up. Jesus Christ, what a fucking voice. My God. Um, so check that one out. If you want to have a nice, a deep cut of fucking Journey. The song's called Lay It Down off of the Escape album, 1981. Um, yeah, I almost fell off the elliptical when I heard that. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck has this been? That's like one of the, the like, as far as like, uh, you know, people always talk about Robert Plant's little run there. This is just white guy fucking rock singers, by the way, okay? I know this, you know, somebody in your local church that probably can blow both of them away, but I'm just saying, right? Some fucking, uh, people always bring up that run that uh, 
Robert Plant does in Cashmere. And um, as great as that is, like, he can't even fuck with Steve Perry. I don't think. Um, you might like Led Zeppelin's music better or whatever, but just as far as vocal power and all of that, why can't I just say Steve Perry's good? Why do you got to like fucking bring... Because someone else has to go down. That's how it works. Um, anyway, so... Uh, and I also kind of wanted to go backwards with that band because I remember seeing a long time ago how uh, before Steve Perry got in the group, you know, it was much more of a, a rock band where when Steve got there, they got more into like the power ballads and stuff. So there was sort, sort of that great push pull in there because Neil Sean was like this fucking insane guitar player. But then Steve Perry had this amazing voice and was also sort of like a Motown guy and was going more in that direction. I guess I'm probably fucking this whole story up because I'm kind of getting into the history of that band. But if you go, I wanted to go backward to see like where that band was because I remember watching the behind the music and those guys sort of fighting the direction that Steve Perry was bringing them in. And there was some ballad song that he wanted to do and they, the band was like, ah, I don't know about this. And then they did it live and all the chicks went nuts and everybody had their lighters up and they were like, oh, all right. <laughs> I guess this shit works. Um, anyway, uh, Monday Night Football tonight. The fucking New England Patriots, my Patriots, the deflate gate, spy gate that'll never fucking end Patriots. <laughs> um, and by the way, the Houston Astros are in the World Series. Anything else? Nope, nothing else. Um, we are playing the Chicago Bears. I put money on them. I didn't even have the nerve to look at my bets this week. I took the Lions. They got smoked. And there was somebody else. Of the two games I can remember that I picked, both of them were losses. So I think I'm getting my ass kicked this year. I don't fucking... What do you want from me? How about your Kansas City Chiefs? You know, got no respect at the beginning of the season. Didn't look good, you know, through September. And all of a sudden now they're starting to put it together. Patrick Mahomes getting comfortable. All of a sudden, other people getting other touches. What's that, that number 17 guy? I don't know any of the fucking names. Um, all of a sudden, they're putting it together. And all of this talk about the San Diego Superchargers. It's looking like it's still going to be Kansas City and, and, and Russell Wilson going to Denver. All of this talk, meaning all of this shit that I said, turns out, Let's see the NFL stand, standings right now. NFL standings. I know Justin Herbert was hurt, and he's kind of been like bruised rib guy for a while here. All right. Um, wait a minute. The Jets are 5-2. and two. They're that good? I thought they were like fucking, I don't know what they were. This whole season is just flying past me. Chiefs, first place, five and two. Chargers, four and three. The Raiders. Paul Verzi's great pick this week. Two and four. The Broncos, two and five. Four and three, four. Oh, I took the Bengals yesterday, too. No, I didn't. I took whoever the fuck they were playing. Oh, the Falcons. I finally bought in with the Falcons going like, you know what? They got a good quarterback. They fucking, you know, they're scoring points. And then I ended up realizing that, you know what? The Falcons and the Colts are the exact same team in that you don't know who the fuck's going to show up. Oh, the Eagles are still undefeated. Nice! I love it. I hope they fucking go 20-0 and 0 so I don't have to fucking hear about it. Well, then they'll, they'll, then Eagles fans will never shut up about it. Um. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, I say something even too fucked up for this podcast. Um. Anyway, uh, plowing ahead here. Wait, did the, let me see what the Falcons did. Did I lose every fucking bet this week? Falcons score. And you, you know what? You got, well, that's what the fuck I get. That's what I get for betting on a fucking organization that was up by fucking 200 points at halftime at a Super Bowl and still couldn't put it away. You know what? I deserve that. And I bet on the Lions. What the fuck am I doing betting on the Lions? The Lions are a family-owned business. They're like in their fourth generation. 
None of them know anything about football. It's just they're not going to walk away from the, a billion-dollar business inheritance. So they're all fucking hanging around. The only guy who knew what the fuck he was doing in that organization was the original guy that bought it when he had Bobby Lane. And they haven't won ever since then. And here I am, putting my hard-earned shit-joke money on that fucked-up organization. I bet the Patriots tonight, too. Let's see if I can go 0-4. I don't even remember who, uh, who the last one was. Um, did you guys see that weird commercial? where that guy was trying to like, he owed his friend money and he was trying to pay him back, but he was trying to give him cash and the guy categorically refused to take the cash and he wanted him to use this banking app instead. I mean, you want to talk about cheating cunts. You think the Astros are bad. If you look at the banking system throughout fucking history of this country, all right? How cash used to rep- represent gold. You could actually bring the paper down, and if you said, I want the gold for this paper, they would give you the gold. And then they took us off the gold standard. And then they, were st- then they, were, then they, were, they took over our fucking money supply. They, 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 took o- they, 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 they took us off the gold standard, and then once they took us off the gold standard, they were allowed to print more money than they had gold, so then it became fucking meaningless. And this is your fucking inflation. All right, this has nothing to do with red or blue ties. It's these fucking banker cunts, none of whom can fight. You know what I mean? None of these people know how to fucking fight. They did they, this suit and tie people with fucking pencils and they got their foot on the back of all of our fucking necks and they're showing this shit on TV and not one fucking person is going to say a goddamn thing about it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't take the cash. I shouldn't at least take the fucking paper that people still believe in that has nothing behind it. I just need to take the next step and now, ooh, cash is bad. Send it directly to my account, you know, in 10 years from now. Put it, put it on my fucking microchip. You know, the only thing I am happy about that COVID shit is with the amount of people that push back on, on uh, listening to doctors. I really hope those same people will push back with microchipping. I doubt it, though. Because they'll somehow tie it into America and killing people who aren't white, and then they'll get behind it. <laughs> oh, boy, Bill. Let's, let's fucking stay out of that fucking shit. All right. Let's do some reads here. Indochino. Finding the perfect suit is impossible, but finding a suit that's perfect for you is simple. Thanks to Indochino. Choose your favorite fabric and customize every detail to find the look that's perfect for you. Submit your measurements online or get measured in a store for a custom for a custom made for you fit and an incredible price. Yeah, and an incredible price. And here's the thing about a fucking suit. Nobody knows if it's expensive. They don't. Just pick a really cool fucking pattern. You're going to look different. I literally saw that at a wedding. I was at a wedding. I spent a bunch of money on a fucking suit. And I, never, and I walked up to the guy, man, I love that suit. He paid like fucking $200 for it. It was like an Indochino fucking suit. And he looked great. Look like a million bucks. Anyway, every Indochino suit is made just for you. It's ta- a tailored experience at a great price. Shop their made-for-you suits starting at just $449 and premium fitted sh- suits at just $89. You can fine-tune every detail, lapels, linings, monograms, and more. Get a premium personalized wardrobe without spending a fortune. Shop custom-fitted suits, casual wear, outerwear, and more. They're always adding new designs and fabric options, like their latest fall collection. Ready to elevate your look further? Indochino lets you, fit, make, lets you make any suit a tuxedo. Design your perfect suit with Indochino. To get $50 off any purchase at $3.99 or more, use promo code BURR at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code BURR. Ah, look who it is, everybody. It's old Zip. You know, in the latest news, Halloween is expected to be epic this year. So party supply stores had to hire tens of thousands of workers. They needed everyone from supervisors to stalkers to keep up with the sales of fake blood, fangs, and other frightening costumes and accessories. Sounds like a dreadful task, which is why party supply stores and business owners, uh, businesses of all sizes use zip. Good earth. 
ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then they can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Only the hotties. Additional Zip has complete has a complete suite of tools that makes it easier to filter, review, and rate your candidates. In fact, four to five employers who post on Zip get a quality candidate within the first day. Hiring doesn't have to be scary. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Once again, that's Zip. Dot com slash burr. B-U-R-R. ZipRecruiter. Dot com slash burr. The smartest way to hire. I thought that's, they were going to have that. They didn't have it this week. Um, oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Policy Genius. Policy Genius. You know, we all hope we never need life insurance. But mortgage payments, child care, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. Yeah, they don't. Because those unforgiving banker cunts. Uh, life insurance, though, uh, through your workplace, may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it won't follow you if you leave your job. Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies like AIG. Oh, AIG's a top company? The too big to fail guys? And Prudential, in just a few clicks to find your lowest prices. AIG, the Houston Astros of bankers. <laughs> And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. They're not, they're not in, incentivized to recommend one insurer, insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal information is private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net you deserve a smarter way to buy it head to policygenius.com or click on the links to describe uh in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save that's policygenius.com if you're a moron like me genius is spelled g-e-n-i-u-s all right uh lastly but not leastly roman uh 42 percent almost half i love that 42% is not almost half if you're talking about money. You owe me half. You owe me 50. Listen, this this thing cost 100 bucks. You owe me 50. Well, here's 42. Where's the other eight? I was almost there. Did you guys notice how long it took me to figure out like that little panic, math panic I just had in my head as I tried to come up with an example? Let's start over again. Roman, everybody, 42%. Almost half of men experience moderate to extensive hair loss in their lifetime. I think I'm in the extensive part. Uh, There are options available to help stop balding in its tracks. The sooner a person starts treatment for hair loss, the easier it is to keep the hair they have. Roman offers clinically proven medication to help treat hair loss, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Getting started is simple. Complete a free online visit. Then a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman ships it directly to you in a discreet package with free two-day shipping. Treatment starts at just $20 per month on a quarterly plan. Right now, Roman has a special offer for our listeners. Use this link to get 20% off your first order. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Burr today. That's GetRoman.com slash Burr for 20% off. Um, There you go. All right. Now, here we are. We're into the questions for the week. The part where everybody writes in. All right, what do we got here? Uh, Siestas. Dear Billy Beatballs. I got to be honest with you. I love beats. All right, but you know what's funny about beats? When you get older you got, you, and your brain isn't as sharp as it used to be, is if you have a beet salad for lunch the next day when you take a dump, you're going to think you're fucking, you have, you have ass cancer. You know, you're, oh my God, I'm bleeding from my ass. And then you got to like go through a pain. Oh, wait, wait, I had a beet salad. I forgot. Um, all right, dear Billy Beatballs, I'm a 45-year-old living in Tijuana. Big fan of your comedy and love the way your mind works, you fucking psycho. I got to do a show down in Mexico. I got a couple buddies of mine. I've done some shows down there and they said I got people down there like my stuff. Um, I'm thinking maybe next year I do a show in Mexico City the same weekend as the F1 race uh, down there. That'd be pretty cool. 
you know, little two for one there. Uh, anyway, anyways, he says, my parents are original. Okay, so last week I talked about taking naps, which I already feel like I could do at eight o'clock in the morning here. Um, and how around the world, there's so many of these places that they shut down in the afternoon and everybody goes home and takes a nap and how great it is. And I asked if there was anybody from Mexico or one of these siesta countries, if he could tell me if that's actually true. So this guy says, anyways, my parents are originally from a little town outside of Guadalajara, Mexico, and siestas are still being honored or kept. Business owners close for a couple hours to go home and have their midday meals or whatever. Even in the big city, it's not uncommon to find clothes shop during the day. That's my report, you bald-headed cunt. Um, so I guess, yeah, you can go home and have a meal or like take a nap. That is fucking amazing. That is fucking amazing. We got to get back to that. I, do you think, do you guys think there's any way to ever get out from underneath these corporate fucking lunatics and the people that run them? You know, I did be, it's just so amazing if you just be like a fucking human being again, you know, and like. There was something behind the money and everybody wasn't trying to fuck everybody in a business deal. And everybody just sort of chilled and stopped trying to win and rather just just sort of like lived. Can you imagine that if you could just come home, you know, see your wife or whatever? She doesn't have to work if she doesn't want to, like the way it was back in the day. And for all you feminists out there, hey, if you want to go out there and fucking grind every day, I'll stay home. I'll stay home and I'll fucking, you know, I'll take the kids out get some grilled cheese sandwiches, come home and watch the fucking card sharks or whatever. Uh, Siesta myth. Here's another one. Hey, Bill. Last week you asked if folks believed the siesta works. I revert to a story a carpenter named Russell told me when I worked on his crew a few years ago in North Carolina, referring to the first time he hired an all-Hispanic crew, Southern accent. Well, I figured I'd try them out. They showed up that first morning. And went at it hard. Then about 10 o'clock, they started shutting tools down and laying down on the floor and going to sleep. I was running yell- I was running around yelling for them to get up. The hell y'all doing? We got to work. Uh, they said, uh, no, sir, we rest now. And just kept laying there. And I thought, oh, God damn it. Kick sawdust into the air. Well, here in about 20 minutes... They got up and hammered down again till about 2 o'clock, then went down again for another 20-minute nap. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, here come about 5.30 or so. I was worn out, ready to shut her down and head to the house, told them to do the same. They said, no, sir, we work till 8 o'clock, Russell said. They outworked the hell out of me. Hell, they were about day three. I started siesting with them. Well, I should have been doing the southern accent. Hey, they outworked the hell out of me. Hell, about day three, I started siesting with them. Well, that's amazing. But I don't know work till eight. Uh, there's just no winning. You know what? God doesn't give a fuck. He just doesn't give a shit. I, I just really just refuse to believe that there's a fucking higher power that gives a fuck. I'll go with the fuck that he made us all. But he doesn't give a shit. Uh, moral of the story, shit works. If you look back at human behavior before the modern clock and the industrial revolution, sleeping all night wasn't a, normali- wasn't a normalized. Even now, folks get tired mid-morning, early morning, and wake up at 2 a.m. to fuck each other. What? It's not so much insomnia. We just don't listen to our bodies and drum it out with caffeine and other stimulants. Oh, yeah, yeah that is true. Uh, I hope that wasn't too complicated to read aloud. Yeah, as you spell insomnia with a fucking A. Uh, we publicly educated, we publicly educated, got to stick together. Oh, well, then he shits on himself. Yeah, all right. I get it. We would have been joking around in class, getting in trouble. My apologies. Um, okay. <clears throat> Shit ways to protest. Hey, Bill, piggybacking off last week's. Okay, hey, Bill, piggybacking. I thought it was going to be some long nickname. Hey, Bill, piggybacking off last week's email about the soup-throwing assholes. I'd like to say that blocking traffic is the absolute most pointless and selfish way to protest anything. You also forgot ineffective. Because I don't care what you're protesting. The second you block traffic, the amount of people... I guess they they do it because they want to get publicity. 
it's still a stupid thing to do. Uh, keeping people from getting to work or picking up their kids is fucking stupid. I'm not going to read you dumb sign. You know what? I love you guys. Uh, you guys are just as dumb as... I'm not going to read you dumb sign. Not your dumb sign. You dumb sign. I have to pick up my kid so he's not standing outside the school by himself. I have to get to my job or I'll get fired and I can't feed my kid. Uh, these are the things that go through my head. Yeah, can you imagine if they ever stopped traffic and there was somebody like, you know, in labor or something like that and God forbid something horrible happened? That's on the horizon. Uh, I'm never reading your fucking sign. Have I said that yet? Even if I did read your dumb fucking sign, there's nothing I can do about literally anyone's problems. I'm trying to stay afloat in my own goddamn life. You know, you just in a very profound way described why the system runs the way it does and why they grind everybody down to nothing. It's because you're so busy trying to stay afloat, you don't have time to help out your fellow man. Um, All right, this is getting depressing. All right, evil farms. All right, Jesus Christ, you guys are going dark this week. Uh, Dear BBC, uh, Bill Burke comedian, uh, congrats on taking your career to another level. I didn't realize I did that. Uh, The guy says, your recent Red Rock show has gone to another level. Well, thank you very much. According to the critics, I missed the mark again. I hope I keep missing the mark because missing the mark translates to wonderful ticket sales. Uh, A few weeks ago, you responded to a viewer's comments about plastic in the ocean. One of your responses was to eat farmed salmon versus eating wild salmon. Sorry to tell you that farmed salmon is the greatest factor destroying wild salmon and also is full of drugs. My home province. Yeah, I don't fuck with fish, so I'm not worried about this. My home province british columbia has supported fish farms despite the well-documented scientists science proving they are killing wild salmon farm salmon are sub subjugated to many diseases thus are loaded up with antibiotics and other drugs one of the problems are lice which cannot be controlled in this environment just like a grade three classroom when billy jr shows up with head lice They have placed the farms in waters that are in narrow protected inlets and thus the wild young salmon pass them while leaving the rivers. Yeah, because this is all more profitable to do it this way. Dude, human beings are just fucking horrible. These infested farms pass the lice on to the wild salmon and the young salmon cannot survive with a few lice. Our spawning salmon rates are in great decline in these areas. There are several contributing factors such as commercial fishing and aboriginals having limited restrictions. Um, the governments like to blame the sports fishermen. Yeah, because they don't pay them any money because it's an activity that, they are, that, are most, that are mostly wealthy, white, hetero, old men. Oh boy, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Where are we going with this? A group that requires, that carries a massive target on their back. Easy politics. Now, they don't blame, they blame the sports fishermen because they don't fund their fucking campaigns the way commercial fishermen does. Commercial fisher is also run by wealthy white men. Oh boy, I was wondering why you were blaming the aboriginals having limited restrictions. Yeah, they're, they're the problem. Commercial fishing and aboriginals. <laughs> okay, all right. But the main problems are fish farms. The lice problem is so bad that the operators use endless amounts of antibiotics, which then results in the fish having immunity to the antibiotics. Then the billionaire farm owners dump a drug called slice, a neurotoxin from the large boats, which kills most underwater wildlife like a nuclear bomb. They are also using hydrogen peroxide. These farms are owned by a foreign company based in Norway, now called Naui. These farms employ few people, Despite the well-documented science, they are allowed to operate thanks to government loopholes. Um, unclear government agency, okay, agency regulation between Fisheries Canada and Canada's Agriculture Ministry. When a responsible minister begins to make a change, they are shuffled off to a new ministry. The farms gain support by several different First Nation bands, likely because of money. It's all because of money. They are... Hereditary chiefs, many line their own pockets while educated ones juggle a confusing. All right. Anyway, 
the fish escape. They can create a mute, mutant fish. What are we doing? So stop eating farmed salmon. If the salmon you buy at a store, order at a restaurant, or as sushi doesn't say wild, it is pellet fish killing our wild salmon. Thanks, Bill. Well, how do well? Let's prevent some sushi restaurant or any other restaurant to just say it's wild when it isn't. How am I going to prove it? You can tell by the color, man. Ah, whatever. What are you going to do? All right. Um. Then what? Then what? I I go I go vegan, and then like. All of the vegetables are sprayed so full of pesticides. Like I'll probably get fucking cancer. I eat fucking meat. It's cows that ate other cows. Um, it's unfucking believable. It's amazing how none of these people get shit for what the fuck they're doing. You know, I mean, we're living in a fucking world where you can literally poison the food supply, have nothing happen to you. But if you go on stage and tell the wrong fucking joke, you can lose your life. <laughs> <laughs> your, I shouldn't say like your ability to fucking earn a living. Um, all right. While shaving my, will shaving my head make me look like a neo-Nazi? Hey, hey, Bill Opisha. Uh, I got my hair cut recently and the stylist told me my hair is very slightly thinning at the crown. I mentioned I'd probably shave my head as soon as it's noticeable, to which the stylist replied, I wouldn't recommend it. You're so pale that people might assume you're part of the Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah, but that also came from someone that cuts hair for a living. Uh, It's true. I'm a pasty Norwegian, but I'm not going to avoid shaving my head because of some people's ignorant assumptions. Otherwise, the racists win. Uh, What are your thoughts? Has anyone ever accused you of being a white supremacist because of your bald albino ass? No, they haven't. Shaving your head will not make you look like a neo-Nazi. All right? If you shave your head and then fucking, you know put on a Nazi armband. I think that that's what it'll be, you know? If you're standing there with a dad bod and like flip-flops, I don't think they're thinking, oh God, he's starting the fourth Reich over there. Um, No, actually, if you keep yourself in shape, I feel, and you shave your head, people will think you know some sort of mixed martial arts. (laughs) It's kind of like, I'm like one of the, you know those snakes? that have the same coloring as a poisonous snake. So people think they're poisonous, but they're not really poisonous. Yeah, that's what I am. I'm like a gardener snake that looks like a king snake. Uh, anyway, plowing ahead. Uh, oh, speaking of that, I saw this fucking... Um, speaking of mixed martial arts, I saw this clip uh, from the Joe Rogan uh, Experience podcast where this dude was talking about going into jail in learning the different politics of jail and all of that shit. And this guy actually, I, I'm assuming, had a mixed martial arts background and was able to fight off attackers. And this guy told a fucking story of finding out that there was basically some hit out on him. And, he, you know, the guy in the cell next to him told him. And I guess he knew that that means his cellmate knew you know, because they tell the cellmate to clear out of there or whatever. So the fucking next day, the second the thing opens, the cellmate runs out and two guys ran in to stab this guy up and he was able to fight him off. That's what I got out of that whole thing. Um, aside from the fact that guards just stand and watch fights um, and sometimes organize them, which is fucking beyond barbaric. Um you know, I was in a good mood before this fucking podcast started. I don't know what's, uh, you know, is there any, guys, can, let's, let's, we, we need to like cleanse here. Can we, some sort of good news? Have you heard anything good out there? Has somebody just taken time out of their day to help somebody out? Did they find the woman that fucking chopped up her boyfriend in three different, have they fucking found her yet? Can we get some sort of ray of light? Is there a place to go where your food hasn't been fucked with? Ah, Jesus Christ. Can somebody just say that the fucking Astros cheated? <laughs> um, anyway, Jesus Christ. These fucking guys, if they, you know what's funny? If they just came out and said that they cheated, I would have rooted for the Astros against the Yankees. But the fact that they didn't, they actually had me rooting for the fucking New York Yankees. Um, see, it's all connected, man. All right, anyway, that's the podcast. 
my daughter's not feeling well, so I got to go up there. And I'm already starting to feel like this whole podcast, if you haven't noticed me clearing my throat and fucking hacking up whatever she has, I think I'm starting to get it. Um, So that's what I have to look forward to this week. Um, But at least we're not sick on Halloween. You know, we should be hopefully good by then. Uh, All right, that's the podcast. Yeah. I think I'm going to go take a siesta. Go fuck yourselves and I'll check in on you on Thursday.